a shorthanded chance. Yenmark down the middle, scores! Matias Yenmark, shorthanded goal! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lvsportsnetwork.com. Puck comes out high, Watt gets the puck, off to the races, into the zone, the righty, right circle, backhander, he scores! What a move! Nicholas Watt gets the Knights back in the lead! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... We have open phones, ladies and gentlemen, 702-870-1340. We have open phones for you today. Uh, I don't uh, think that's the number. I know, I know. I was uh, I was doing two, two different things there. Uh, 702-876-1340. 870 used to be my <laughs> phone. Remember when I first started, I used to do that all the time, 870. That was our uh, open phone line uh, in, in Toronto. Uh, 702-876-1340. I don't have to tell Papa Lou or Rita, or Stephanie 1, Stephanie 2, any of our regulars, all about the phone number because they know it. Uh, We have the open phones to go through what's happened in a very busy week in VGK land. Yeah, I mean, there's no shortage of topics to talk about when it comes to the Vegas Golden Knights. You can call in. To 702-876-1340, sound off on the hiring of Bruce Cassidy as the next head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. You can call in to talk about the Evgeny Dodonov trade and the opening of $5 million in salary cap where you think the Golden Knights should put that money first and foremost here in the offseason. There's a lot that we can talk about today, but given everything that's happened this week, this is your opportunity. This is your time to give us a call on the VGK Insider Show and sound off on where you're at right now with this Golden Knights team. Sound off? I always think sound off sounds like negative. It's not a negative thing. You just get to call. You get to say things. People like to hear themselves talk. Like, it's it's not a negative connotation. Like, I get why you're going there, but I don't mean it that way. Okay, good. Because that, that's just the way I read into it. Like, oh, someone's so sounded off about that. Uh, I just want to hear people uh, with their reaction. Uh, what, uh, what happened? Bruce Cassidy hired as the head coach. Uh, who would have thought that two weeks ago? Not even Bruce. Uh, never mind uh, uh, all of us uh, that are part of the uh, VGK family and uh, and following along with the franchise. And now with the trade of Dodonov, you've got some salary cap space and there's some uh, strong uh, players that need to be re-signed. There's also a, a very high-profile free agent uh, that is uh, is on the cusp of joining that uh, that group of uh, on the open market in Riley Smith. So there's plenty to go along. Uh, or you could just be talking about uh, the Stanley Cup final. I would take some of those calls, too. Uh, what we've got. Mm-hmm. John Tortorella has signed on with the Philadelphia Flyers. There's so much yeah, happening in the in the hockey world. We just thought it was important to get uh, in touch with uh, all of our uh, faithful listeners. So let's go to the phone lines. Blake, you're on the VGK Insider Show, leading us off on this Friday. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? 
Good. Well, first off, thanks uh, for listening to us on Twitter and letting us get a, a phone call session in here. I really appreciate it. Um, the reason I'm calling in today is right off the jump, I'm really excited about the new hire, especially after listening to his press conference yesterday. And, and <clears throat> leading into my question is, with some unsigned free agents, uh, Riley Smith obviously shows uh, right off the jump, with him being as excited as he is with the decor, and he talked about how he can really enhance a game like Petrangelo's or Theodore's uh, and so on and so on, wouldn't it make more sense to not take on that contract for probably three or more years when there's probably better viable options and, and get a deeper decor? If his interest is developing uh, more offense from the, from the defensive side of the puck. So you're saying – Pass Riley Smith and invested on the blue line. I am I, okay. well for for his system and and how he sounds yeah. like he wants to go about things. Would it make more sense to to pass on Riley Smith? Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure that I was reading the tea leaves uh, there correctly, uh, yep. Blake. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, my assessment of it is you have a blue line core that uh, is good for the next number of years. And I know that uh, the Nick Hag is a restrictor free agent, but uh, the rest of them uh, have uh, have contracts, and uh, we have uh, cost certainty along that uh, blue line. So, I, if I'm looking at this team from my perspective, I say there is uh, cost certainty with a core that can grow together and is going to be here for the next little while, which. Obviously, Bruce Cassidy will be excited about, but uh, if nothing else, uh, I don't think that there's a lot of room for for anything else. This this is your group. Uh, it's it's unusual that it will be uh, intact for as many years as I think it's going to be uh, in in intact. But uh, I, I think that uh, that you've got your group that can grow together already, Blake. So, and I guess the final question I have, and then I'll, I'll get away from you guys. But with him being wanting to like he said, push those D-men up into the offensive rush more times than often. Do you think where we're at right now with the goaltender situation, do you think our two goaltenders that we have, whether they decide they go with Leonard um, or Logan Thompson, are, are they good enough to play in a system like this? Well, I heard Bruce Cassidy say yesterday that his system is goaltender-friendly, Blake, which means uh, that uh, that you try to limit the opportunities as much as you can, that it's not as much fire wagon hockey. And I, I think there might be some misinterpretation of what Bruce said regarding his defense. He wants them active. He definitely wants them involved. But uh, I also believe that there's uh, a solid uh, protect-the-house uh, part of Bruce Cassidy. That actually comes first. And then if you have an opportunity, go. But don't take, uh, if it's a 50-50 chance, I think you're probably uh, going to see them uh, go towards the safe part and stay back. So I, I think that uh, the goaltenders, with uh, with what Bruce Cassie said yesterday, who, uh, whether it's Leonard, Thompson, Brassois, uh, are, are probably really excited about this style of approaching the game. Thanks, Blake. Appreciate it. Uh, love that. Uh, so, Blake rattled your chain, Ryan. 
Uh, no, he didn't rattle my chain at all. I, I, I do want to talk just kind of briefly about the idea of, of Riley Smith and what to do with Riley Smith. To me, when you look at this Golden Knights team, as you mentioned, Darren, I think they're pretty much set on the blue line. You look at the seven defensemen that they have under contract, and then you add in Nick Haig, who is due a, a new contract as a restricted free agent. I think you've got kind of your core to, to continue to grow, to continue to get better, and you have the skill set there. When you look at the Golden Knights up front, it, it's no shortage of guys down the middle. You've got Jack Eichel, you've got William Carlson, you've got uh, Nick Waugh, who emerged, Chandler Stevenson, who has been phenomenal for the Golden Knights. So you're strong down the middle. It's really on the wings that I think the Golden Knights need as much depth as possible, and that is where Riley Smith is so vital to my thought this offseason for the Golden Knights. You need Riley Smith back. I genuinely believe that he adds to what this team is is lacking in, in terms of that depth scoring, that added scoring presence on the wing. And depending on how you shift the lines or shake the lines out, he's going to be a big piece moving forward for Vegas. So I, I get Blake's question, but, but to me, it's best suited to put any money that you have into your forward core to strengthen it, to deepen it, and to get better uh, – you know, better mileage out of it next season, assuming that everybody's healthy. Hey, Blake, uh, really good uh, idea. I love you thinking uh, that way a little uh, differently, coming up with uh, proposals. I don't agree with it. Uh, I would go a different route. Uh, sounds like Ryan is too, but uh, thanks for bringing that to us. I really appreciate it. Uh, interesting conversation topic. Uh, 876-1340. Give us a shout on the VGK Insider Show. The first segment belongs to you. Mike, what's happening, pal? Been a minute. Thank you for the Friday opportunity. We were out there with signage yesterday to welcome in the coach, and we're excited to have him. We really are. I just uh, I can't wait to see how it plays out. Uh, there's a couple of things that came to mind, if you give me a chance. But the first thing is, season one, you could close your eyes, and you could hear a certain noise coming from the boards. Now, maybe I'm losing my mind here, but I remember in season one, especially, there was, obviously, we were playing above our heads. Nobody expected anything, and everything almost happened. But am I wrong in assuming that in season one, there was more action on the boards, more noise, more stick handling, more crashing, more hitting? And we lost some of that last year. Is that my imagination? Uh I yeah, there's a different style last year, certainly, and you heard that. That was a, a conscious decision uh, by the hockey club, the the meat grinders or, or the those that were playing the role of the meat grinders uh, were, were not there last year. So yeah, there was a there there was a different style. It wasn't just you, but it was a conscious decision to go that route, uh, Ryan. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that in that the, the Golden Knights were maybe not as physical a team in in terms of the overall hit volume that you, you saw year one, year two, year three, especially when you have Ryan Reeves in your lineup on your team. You're going to have a high volume of hits and, and bigger hits. They're going to rattle a bit more. Um, but, you know, to Darren's point, I, I think that the, the hope was if healthy – your fourth line, your your depth lines for this club were going to chip in more offensively than they had in the past. Uh, and, Mike, I don't think it's a full guarantee that uh, 
Bruce Cassidy will go back to that uh, old style that you talk mm-hmm. about. He is he's a four line coach as well, and uh, when you talk about four line coach, you want to be able to throw out guys that can be responsible defensively and produce some some goals for you. Okay, now here is the thing that I've not heard anyone talk about. Obviously, the power play is a big story, and we'll see how it plays out. What about face-offs? Is Bruce Cassidy a good face-off coach? Well, I can tell you that he had one of the best of all time <laughs> uh, playing for him. So I don't know whether that was Bruce's uh, influence, uh, but, uh, but they, they came across as a good face-off team. Can we work on that, or is that something that needs work? Well, I thought that the, there were stretches this year where you saw marked improvement about that, and they practice it every day, Mike. You're here. You yeah. watch it. You you see Ryan Craig dropping those pucks. I look across, and Ryan Craig's right in between you and I. Uh, I'm in the, in the office. You're in your seat uh, with Goldie, and Ryan Craig's dropping pucks at every morning skate at the end of every practice. So this is something uh, that is worked on on a constant basis basis one of the most practiced things uh by the vgk centerman and a lot of the wingers uh, as well uh but uh, is there a secret to it some people are just naturally gifted uh as as at winning draws like i have a good buddy uh who used to play for the los angeles kings and he was uh a second third line center uh on those cha- championship teams but if you wanted to win a draw you sent out jared stoll because he could win a draw, and he could win a draw on either side. He'd almost break his stick bouncing on it before every draw, uh, some kind of ritual for him. But he was just, he was a guy that whether you question his foot speed or his goal totals or his points, he was just naturally gifted. And and uh, some of the best players in the league uh, can't win a draw to, to, to save their team. Uh, but it doesn't mean that they're not working on it. So uh, I, I thought... I thought they made some progress last year on, on that on that side of it. Okay, well, I mean, I assume it's going to continue this year. And you're right; I see us work on the draw a lot, and uh, and other people will talk about other aspects like the power play. But I always thought that was a fairly important part of the overall game. And a, another big part about faceoffs, Mike. I'll just uh, remind everybody: is it also uh, your faceoff percentage is impacted huge? by your winger's ability to win those 50-50 pucks off a draw. Uh, You can affect it dramatically uh, based on whether a winger comes in and the statistician rates, oh, that was a VGK win because uh, Mark Stone got to the puck uh, first and and, and ran it back uh, to get possession. That's also a big part of it. It's not just on the centerman. That's something they also uh, work on. Anything else, Mike, before uh, I let you go? No. Thanks for opening the lines. You surprised the heck out of us. I know. Uh, Blake rattled uh, Ryan's cage and uh, and got the phone lines <laughs> open, and, and now yeah. we're, we're running and rocking and rolling. Uh, so thanks, Mike. Uh, Stephanie, Stephanie, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. It's uh, good to chat with you. Hi. How are you guys doing? We are great. Ryan's, uh, Ryan's uh, done a good job of getting the phone lines open today, so uh, it's, uh, it's a fantastic Friday. Yeah, you know, I'm really glad you guys opened the phone lines today because I wanted to talk a little bit about our new coach. Um, and I know there's been talk about the identity of the team has, you know, been changing with the identity of the team. But one thing that definitely has not changed, and uh, from my experience yesterday, I don't think is going to change ever, 
um, is that the team is really committed to the community. Um, I know you guys played it. I wasn't listening live because I was <laughs> at the game, but um, uh, Coach Cassidy came in and talked to one of the 10U teams, and it was actually the team my son is on. So I got to be in oh, there. Oh, really? And, yeah, nice. so that was super cool. And, you know, to know that he's been here, what, like a, a day or two and is already getting involved with youth hockey and just the community and the teams, like, I love that because whether we win, lose, whatever happens, if the team is here for the community, that's so important and leaves such a lasting impression. How did the Rockets do? Um, not so great. They had a little bit of a rough game, but, you know, it, it's house league and they had fun, so that's that's what I'm there for is is just kids getting to play hockey and have fun. Uh, a friend of mine uh, has a has a, a player on that team, so I've watched it uh, watched them a few times. So it's uh, it's great to see the enthusiasm. I I personally think that they were a little bit distracted by Coach Cassidy coming in uh, <laughs> and my, Butch, Butch walking in and, and and offering that speech. Uh, I'd be too busy talking to everybody about that uh, to be able to go out and play a play That's a game. Just a normal day for you. Yeah, being distracted. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a very solid point. Uh, the, any takeaway, uh, Stephanie, from Butch Cassidy's uh, introduction yesterday? Um, you know, he just seems like a really genuine person. Um, his answers for all the the questions in the um, press interview and everything um, felt genuine. Didn't feel like he was you know trying to make things up to make people happy. It sounded like he was answering the questions. You know, immediately he wasn't have to think about him. Like he's really sounds committed to Vegas. Like he's glad to be here and wants to win with our team and wants to have an impact. So yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It put some uh, jumper around the building because we weren't sure whether that would happen. Uh, the announcement uh, before the draft, and uh, it's been great that it, that it did occur, especially with two days between the Stanley Cup final. It has loaded us up for plenty to talk to. Uh, be good, Stephanie. Appreciate the call. A great chatting with you. 702-876-1340. One line open right now. Call, get through, talk to us on the VGK Insider Show. Rita's standing by, but first, Joe, what's up? Uh, nothing much. I, I, I'm i not sure how much time I have, but I wanted to ask a couple of VGK questions. But first, I wanted to ask a question about the finals that are going on right now. Okay. Uh, and, uh, my question for you, uh, about the finals is the Colorado backup goalie friend, or I believe you yeah. pronounce his name? Francis, Francis. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So he played really, really well yeah. in the Western Conference finals. I want to ask how much of a market is there for him out there, and what type of, like, do you think Joe Sackick will pull off, like, some, you know, just ransom deal and keep the Colorado Avalanche keep on going for the next, you know, five years? Uh, good question. Uh, here's the situation with the Colorado Avalanche when it comes to their goaltending. Uh, and uh, we talked about uh, which goaltender would start game number one because of the options that they have with both Darcy Kemper and uh, Pavel Francouz uh, in the lineup. But uh, when it comes to next year, the one guy that they, they can kind of lean on is Francouz because Darcy Kemper, he's he's wide open. they gotta they got to figure that out. 
Oh, so they got a they they're they got to sign Kemper before before anything. I would I that's that's what I would think that uh, that they have to do if if they want to sign Kemper. Now Kemper can go to free agency and he can hit the the grand slam and maybe maybe they're not uh, uh, able to to measure up to that. But uh, Francis is uh, he signed for two million dollars for the next two years, so he's under wraps. No, I don't think he's going anywhere. And uh, depending on what happens here, he might be the guy next year. Uh, and they might let Kemper go if if Pavel ends up uh, coming in for some reason or another and, and locking this thing down. But uh, the biggest uh, mystery around uh, the Colorado Avalanche and their net mining is their number one guy who is uh, an unrestricted free agent. Interesting, it's two years in a row that their number one guy has been a free agent uh, going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Got it. I was just, I, that was just a thought because yep. I was, Starting to get concerned because I remember a few years ago they had a guy named Colorado had uh, Matt Duchesne and Joe Sackick pulled off some unbelievable ransom deal to get to send him. Uh, I believe they sent him to Ottawa and he got all these assets and uh, I think that's what's propelled them to uh, to their run of success recently here. Uh, so nice. uh, now my my two uh, VGK questions uh, for you, if if I have time. Okay, Rita's uh, on hold, so I don't want to keep her too long. So just be okay, quick. Yeah, because she gets upset. You know. Yep. All right, I'll just do one. I'm just curious uh, as far as you know the off season goes for uh, for the Golden Knights here. How much of an influence? you think uh bill foley will have in these decisions and i want to know if there's any influence with free agency now that uh bruce cassidy is the coach and will that pull players uh into being willing to sign uh with the golden knights based on bruce cassidy uh, good questions. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, love it. Uh, thanks for the call, uh, Joe. Uh, we will uh, hang up and uh, let you listen to our responses to that as uh, Rita uh, comes into the queue, 876-1340. The Bill Foley uh, question. Uh, we get asked it uh, a lot, and it's a good question because of the quote that was in the Review Journal about Bill being more involved. Uh, I don't think he has not been involved uh, where uh, he will be I- involved uh, uh, in, in certain decisions uh, is is up to bill but I don't think it will be a massive difference than the year before or the year before that or the year before that the year before you know uh, I, I don't think we're talking uh, just taking over and and uh, making the calls uh, I know that he's been in concert uh, and uh, meetings with Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee and uh, and is aware of everything that happens around here but uh, but as far as uh, Grabbing those reins and 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 guiding it uh, where where he wants to go, uh, I think it uh, it stays status quo uh, with uh, with the uh, great leadership of Kelly McCrimmon or George McPhee, right? Yeah, I, I don't know that there's going to be any like 
discernible differences. I, I do think that Bill Foley has been an involved owner because he wants to win, right? Like he, he wants a Stanley Cup championship to come to Vegas. So I think that there's a certain degree of being hands-on and in the loop of all the decision-making that's gone on to this point. Now, uh, the question about free agency and Bruce Cassidy, like I, I think that Vegas is in and of itself a destination for everybody in the league from players to coaches to anybody within an organization they all want to come to vegas as seen very clearly by the 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 fact that bruce cassidy jumped at the opportunity to come here and coach the vegas golden knights the question when it comes to free agency uh joe is that the golden knights need to take care of their own house first, meaning they're restricted free agents, what decisions they're going to make on their unrestricted free agents, and then you start piecing the puzzle together about how much money they have available right now, how much money they'd have to clear if they end up re-signing Riley Smith, and then if there's anything left over, then you start to get into the unrestricted free agent market and whether or not you can add to the team. But as it stands right now, the the bigger question for the Golden Knights isn't what they can add in unrestricted free agency. It's what they're going to be able to keep from their current roster and how they can carry that in to next season without damaging or pulling too much away from what's currently um, uh, within the organization. And we're five years into this franchise that uh, Bill Foley's uh, owned. Uh, I think he's probably learned a lot about every aspect uh, of the business and yeah. the sport as we've got along. So I wouldn't be shocked if uh, if he has uh, a voice that carries a little bit more weight uh, as, as he goes along uh, through this. Uh, but I don't think it changes the uh, org chart at all as far as uh, what happens. It all does stop it, Bill. Uh, he signs the checks. He uh, he goes along with uh, uh, Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee in, in where they want to go, and his voice will be louder, but uh, I think that we're probably more towards the same uh, process that we've been in the last uh, few years. Let's go to Rita. I was hoping you would phone because I've missed you. Well, I've missed you guys, too. <laughs> it's going to be a long freaking time until October. We may not make it. But I do have a couple of things. Uh, first off, I I like the Cassidy hiring. Um, to be honest, I thought DeBoer was a good coach, but I never wanted to him personally, and I'm thinking that's just because of where he came from. I mean, even my hair salon, the day we hired him, was like, oh, my God, it's a shark, you know. So... He was a good coach, and I thought he did a good job. But I think, personally, from the fan base, I think we'll warm to Cassidy much more. And that's what I care about is my, me, you know. I I care about me. So I'm thinking he'll do a good job. Uh, second, I, I don't have a dog in this fight for the final. I don't know which one I dislike the most. So I'm just going to out there. I wanted it the first game, but I want it for the rest. We go seven games. Every game goes a minimum of four overtimes. The last guy still standing in that altitude, they get the cup. I just want to see him just all drop off. My One buddy, at a time. My buddy, good. Let's have a good fight. Rita, my buddy Ray Ferraro, if it goes four overtimes uh, all the next six games, uh, he may not last. 
because he's, <laughs> he, he he looks at it and goes, oh, no, not again, because he already did that uh, that big uh, overtime game. Uh, Rita, you looking after yourself is not bad. There's no I in team, but there's one in Rita, and I don't mind that at all. Good okay, on you. I got one last thing. Okay. And I won't take any pushback from anybody on this. I've listened to a lot. I've heard some okay, and some, we have the best damn anthem singer in the entire league, possibly any league. I mean, nobody touches Golden Pipes. That's my take on the whole playoffs. Thank you, and Carnell appreciates that. Uh, he listens uh, all the time to the VGK Insider Show, and Rita, having your support, uh, that means more than anything that uh, that Ryan and I and Chapman can say. So appreciate it. You be good, okay? Well, that's really not what got me this all being good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had fun. You better take care of yourself because I can't wait to talk to you again in the uh, in the fall. Okay, you guys be good too. Be good. We'll talk to you on Twitter. I guarantee you that. Uh, there's Rita uh, on the VGK Insider Show eight seven six thirteen forty. Papa Lou, you just couldn't help yourself, could you? You had to phone oh, in. I, I did. I heard Rita was phoning, it, and I just wouldn't have felt right if I didn't call immediately after her and <laughs> be embarrassed by anything I would say following that act. But, uh, guys, you know, I'm number one, real quick, kind of side note. Um, man, I'm standing out here in San Felipe, Mexico, looking out over the Cortez right now with a cold one in my hand. And you guys have never sounded better than you do while I sit in this water. I want to be, this is my goal, I want to be Papa Lou when I grow up. That's, I want to be him, his lifestyle, everything, his coolness. Papa Lou, you are my inspiration, pal. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Come tag along with me, guys. You're always invited. That would be so much fun. What do you think of uh, Butch? You know, I'm pretty excited. I uh, I, I always liked Pete before, but I always thought he was just, for me personally, a little bit too cerebral. And uh, I like a guy who, you know, doesn't have to be torched, although I love torched, but somebody that's got a little bit more fire in their belly. That's one of the things I liked about Coach Galan when he was there. And, uh, I just think every once in a while, uh, even, even a millionaire needs a, a kick in the pants to, to kind of get some motivation. And uh, dealing with the personalities of Cassidy Boston, he certainly isn't going to have those type of issues here. But he's also, I think, going to be a very motivating force on the bench. He is motivating, and he's he's all in uh, when it comes to uh, the game. Uh, I, sometimes I, I love a stoic coach back there, uh, where you can't tell what the the score is uh, or what direction the game is going. And there's other times, uh, guys, where I, I just love watching somebody uh, give me their emotion on their face, uh, on their arms, the wave in their hands. Uh, uh, not not to a hysterical point, but where you can feel it a little bit more. I couldn't agree more. I, I, I think that, you know, yeah, there's definitely got to be a balance. Balance is always good. But to know, you know, when, it, when it's time to get fired up, you get fired up. And, and I think that, uh, that, that he has a little bit more of that than, uh, than Coach supported. I think that it's going to be a, a good fit. And it's probably a relief for him to be here. Let me ask you guys a question real quick. More pressure coaching in Boston or, or in Vegas right now? Uh, well, I think there's more expectations for a Stanley Cup in Vegas. But 
pressure. Uh, pressure is pretty much the same between those two cities as as franchises. But it, is there a difference between expectations and, and pressure? If there if there is, uh, then uh, I think you you look at uh, at the expectations for Vegas to win the Stanley Cup uh, are a little bit higher. But overall pressure, I, I think it's pretty much the same uh, with what the fans of Boston feel like. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to argue that that you know Boston isn't the pressure packed situation and melting pot that it is. You ex, you are expected to win championships in Boston, but given you know kind of the information that has come out over the last couple of weeks about the Bruins, the uncertainty of of Patrice Bergeron and his future, uh, the idea that you're going to start next season without Brad Marchand, without Matt Grizzlick, without uh, Charlie McAvoy. I think that realistically you look at where the Bruins are and I don't think a lot of people expect them to do much of anything next season, whereas now the expectations and the weight of the world are on Bruce Cassidy to not just get this team in the Golden Knights back into the playoffs, but back to a team that it should be considered among the very elite of the NHL and and contend for a Stanley Cup. So when you when you kind of add all of those external expectations that are now placed on the Golden Knights and, Bru- and Bruce Cassidy, this is a much more pressure-packed situation, I would argue, than what he would have had if he was still the coach of the Bruins next season. Uh, Lou, I have a question for you. What's the temperature? Sure. What's the temperature where you are right now? I, I, this is just curiosity uh, looping through uh, for me. It's about ninety-seven where I'm standing, and if I go about a half a mile due east, it drops down to about ninety-one, ninety-two, right next to the water. Wow, because uh, it's about mid nineties uh, today. Uh, it's nice here, but it just it feels hotter because we're not near the water like you and, and the and the beautiful uh, beaches that, that you get to roam around. Uh, you, Lou, uh, I love it. Uh, you take care of yourself and enjoy that scenery and that cerveza. Have a good weekend, boys. Good talking to you. You bet. Uh, There's one of our favorites right there. Did we get the staples in today uh, with a couple of uh, uh, callers that we don't hear from as much? But uh, we have one of the most loyal fan bases that I've ever been around when it comes to Fox Sports Las Vegas and the VGK Insider Show. Yeah, it's great just to hear everybody's voice again to get to some of those pressing questions that they've had over the course of this week. And, you know, frankly, uh, it's it's a long way to October, and it's been a minute since we've been able to talk to uh, our listeners. So this was really fun, exciting, and um, I always enjoy getting to interact with uh, with our listeners on the program. It's it's the best. It's honestly the best segment that we do whenever we do it. Uh, I want to know how Blake rattled your chain. And got you to open up the phones. What are you? What are you talking about? It sure sounds like he rattled your chain. He was. Yeah, no. You want to know how that? Do do you? Do you want to know how that happened? Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you. You you ready? Mm -hmm. You you sitting down for this one? Yeah. Okay. Yesterday, Blake hit me up on Twitter at Ryan Hockey Guy and said, "Hey, you guys think that you can open the phones today?" And I said, "Probably not today. That being yesterday, Uh, but tomorrow." Might be better served. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good old fashioned chains. chain rattle right there. Yeah. Whew. yeah, good for you. Uh, thanks, Blake. Uh, thanks to everybody uh, for phoning uh, and letting us uh, know your thoughts about the VGK and the Stanley Cup uh, Championship Series. And it is the final uh, in hockey. It's the finals 
in basketball, but it's the final. Every time I hear finals, I hear John yeah. Shannon in my ear, uh, our good friend uh, Jay Sports, and uh, John Shannon doing his thing, and uh, I can hear him saying, it's the final, the final. Like say, uh, uh, we are going to get into uh, some of uh, uh, the Tampa Bay and the Colorado situation a little bit more on the VGK. Uh, where should the money go? Nick Watt, Nick Hag, uh, you've got Keegan Colasar, you've got Riley Smith, uh, all with uh, some form of uh, free agency coming up. I uh, want your thoughts on that. And John Tortorella is back. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. What do we got going on here? A little Just Like Heaven cover by a band called Dinosaur Jr. All right. What's the message? Great. Well, today's your last day, so it's Just Like Heaven. You like That's it. Very nice. Me, yeah. How you do that thing. <laughs> I I kid. I am gonna miss you. Eh, really? Yes. Yes, of course. Ryan won't admit it. No, well he's a big uh, tough guy. I mean I know, he's he is. Oh, he's like oh, the Fonz. Oh, yes. I l- 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 love you. L- l- he can't say it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't. He just he he can't break through. We're gonna we're gonna get it, it. Uh, get uh, it, it to him. Uh, we've got uh, a, a lot to talk about on the VGK front. Uh, where you would spend the money uh, that you saved from uh, Evgeny Dodonov's trade yesterday to the Montreal Canadiens, but a couple of little things about that deal in acquiring Shea Theodore uh, from the Canadiens that uh, I want to expand on from yesterday. And then we'll get into John Tortorella uh, and uh, and where everybody's going to want to spend their money with uh, with Vegas and I- insiders. Uh, the uh, uh, one-timer segment, uh, news notes from around the National Hockey League, the Stanley Cup final uh, involved in that. We'll get to all that. But uh, some some little details. When it comes to Shea Theater, he, he's not playing, and I've read a couple of times about uh, is there any chance and uh, could he get some medical. No, he's, he's not playing anymore. He's got four years left on his contract. His cap hit is uh, over $7 million. But the actual dollars out, what Vegas has to pay or if it's insured, uh, what insurance will cover, is $3 million this year and then a million each year after that. So it's an even better deal from a dollars out standpoint. Now factor in that that it's three and then three three three. That's a total of six of sure. of, of true dollars for the next four years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dodonov's contract is a cap hit of five, but in real dollars, the way the contract's structured, so the the AAV average uh, uh, of the contract is five, but the real dollars out is six and a half. So, mm-hmm. for for one more year, Vegas actually mm-hmm. saves, even though the uh, Weber has uh, four more years left in, in total money. They they only have to pay out six million, and the Donov is six and a half. Just weird how that uh, works out. I know those working on the deal on the inside already know all that, but when you dive right into it, it's uh, it's pretty interesting how a deal like this worked. Yeah, it's almost like uh, you you kind of were able to sell it on. Hey, listen, it, it's really going to save you in actual dollars 
some money and it's going to be beneficial from a salary cap perspective. So let's just get it done. And in, in, you know, like if all else fails, you also get to acquire another captain. So like that's, that's obviously a, a selling point yep. to the deal, but you know, I, I joke and I, I kid kind of, cause you, you were piling on about that yesterday, but you know, the fact of the matter is it, it's a, it's a business de- decision by the golden Knights to shed salary cap that is needed to shed and you do it without wasting an asset of say a second or a third round pick. So in that context, it makes a lot of sense for the golden Knights. And as you mentioned yesterday, Darren, it's much better than the proposed trade they had on the table at the trade deadline for Evgeny Dodonov to go to Anaheim. And Montreal gets a good player. Montreal needs to try and, uh, make a couple of steps forward. Uh, I don't think they're the 32nd uh, team next year mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. of the impact of Martin St. Louis and then Cole Caulfield if he's back to uh, his normal level. But if if you add in a 20-goal scorer and who's trying to play for a contract down the road, I think there's a real positive there. So uh, I'm not a big believer in one Okay, I gotta win this trade. I, I'm I, I'm playing fantasy football against uh, Chapman, and I'm gonna take him to the cleaners on this deal. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't mind if both sides come across uh, uh, and and do really well in, in the swap uh, because Chapman's probably gonna work with me again. Uh, if I take him to the cleaners, he's going to say, I'm not falling for that again and, and be owned by him. Uh, so I, I think it's a, it's a real positive that, uh, that Montreal and, and Ken Hughes and uh, general manager Kelly McCrimmon of the Vegas Golden Knights uh, come up with a, with a really solid deal that works for, for both teams. I'm beginning to see why you lose at fantasy football. Um, that because being I'm trading said, with Chapman? I, oh, because uh, I don't want to win the trade outright? Yeah. No, I... Yeah. I don't think you have to win the trade outright. If you're dealing with somebody within your division, you certainly mm-hmm. hope it doesn't come back to bite you. Like Nobody wants sure. that to come around uh, the bend at the 11th hour in a really crucial situation. That's that's obvious. But there's there's no reason, if, you, if you're working on a trade, why you have to uh, have this uh, attitude where you got to dominate. Otherwise, you're probably not making a lot of trades because – your expectations of it uh, will be so high that you won't find somebody to to dance with you. Oh, this is fun to ruffle your feathers a little bit. Um, no, I, I I think that there's a time and a place to try to be ruthless in negotiations, and then I think that there's a time and a place for teams that have a similar issue, so to speak, coming together and finding mutual ground. The Montreal Canadiens needed a player, right? They needed somebody they could put in their lineup that could be useful for them next season. They get that in Evgeny Dodonov, where if they didn't make that trade, they'd have $7.8 million of Shea Weber just sitting on LTIR, and it's not anything that they can bring in and put into into the lineup. So from, from Montreal's perspective, they are able to move that contract while getting something in return that can play for them right now, and the Golden Knights are able to move that contract so that they can use that money to do some of the things they need to do over the course of the offseason. Fascinating stuff. Uh, How a contract that has an AAV of over 7 and a contract that has an AAV of 5 are traded for each other, and the contract with 7 is uh, worth less in real money than the contract worth 5. 
that is why you have to pay really close attention to a lot of stuff that happens in professional sports. So we're going to take a break. We've got John Tortorella news to pass your way. News and notes uh, from around the National Hockey League with one-timers. And where do you spend the money with the Vegas Golden Knights now that they've saved $5 million on the cap hit? It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Oh, bad Darren. Went a little long in the opening segment, uh, but I wanted to make sure we got to every one of our callers. Uh, Don't hate me, Ryan. Don't hate me, Chapman, uh, because I extended that first block uh, uh, too much. But uh, this is going to be a quick hitter, and then we'll come back for hour number two. We're working on Ryan expressing his feelings uh, as we go along today, and we're going to try and have him uh, really express himself uh, to the true uh, measure of of how he he approaches uh, Chapman and I. Yep. See, we're already making progress. We're already making progress. Uh, Hour number two is going to zero in on the Vegas Golden Knights with their newfound cap space of $5 million with the trading of Evgeny Dodonov. Where should the priority be about spending that money? Uh, You have Riley Smith, who is an unrestricted free agent. He's coming off a deal that pays him uh, an AAV of $5 million. What kind of structure or term are you looking at for the original Misfit and the winger on the uh, Misfit line? Then you have some restricted free agents, including the likes of Keegan Colasar or Nick Waugh and Nick Hag. There's some work to do on that front, but if... You're up against it? Where do you spend the money? What's the priority? And what do you leave for the back end where you hope you can get a deal done? Maybe uh, in the back part of the summer. Uh, Looking forward to Ryan's take on that. We've got catching up with Chapman in hour number two. And news and notes from around the National Hockey League in one-timers. Two days off between the Stanley Cup final opening two games. That's kind of weird. Colorado, I'm not sure it helps them at all. Yeah, you you don't like it because you want to be able to watch hockey right now. Yeah. I don't like it because uh, uh, I would be sitting here going, Tampa's got them. Tampa saw them. Tampa can respond. That's who uh, my pick is. Uh, So we'll debate that. Hour number two, the VGK Insider Show is coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Stay with us.